Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome once again to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach. And I'm here with yet another high demand coach, and that is the the great Priyanka Kandalkar. And I've been working for about the past five minutes to make sure that I say her name at least close (laughs) to right. So if I didn't, forgive me, I gave it my best shot. But uh, Priyanka is the host of the Top 1% Global Ranked Podcast, which is Show Up with Priyanka. She's an engineer turned entrepreneur. I love that. We're going to dig into that. Uh, And the founder of Scaling to Grow. And she's also creator of the LSC Rule for Scaling a Business Method. So uh, Priyanka, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Scott. It's uh, amazing to always meet other podcasters. And uh, I think we all share the same values and uh, it's just amazing. So thank you. It's a great honor to be here. I love it. I love it. I'm glad you're here. So what I'd love to do uh, before we kind of get into uh, the nuts and bolts of, of our conversation here, I'd love to just open up with your story. Tell us why you got into the coaching and consulting work you do. And, uh, and you know, what was the what was the, the story that led up to that? Yeah, so I think you already mentioned I'm an engineer turned entrepreneur, Scott. And um, so when I started uh, back in, I think, 2008, I came to do I came to US to do my master's and I completed my master's in industrial engineering and engineering management. I was working in automotive and I think it was 2013, I got fired. And I thought I was the best candidate anyone could have. I'm so workaholic and like in the sense, such a good employee, right? I had all the amazing, like I thought like, okay, getting my master's, doing the amazing work I do, uh, being the best in my job. And then I got fired and I was like, oh my goodness. So that was the moment for me. Okay, the plan A did not work. What is my plan B, the backup? So I went through that whole emotional roller coaster we go through when we have a failure. And then I was like, I started with my entrepreneurship journey. Back in 2015, I did get a full time, but I started with my side hustles. So I read a book, uh, Miracle Morning, that got me into this morning routine. I started reading so many books and I landed up in one of the, one of what you call the podcast, which is like John Lee Demas podcast, Entrepreneur mm-hmm. Roller Coaster. Like, no, Entrepreneur on Fire. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I was just going through that and I came to know about, um, I came to know about the foundation, which led me to create my SaaS product. And it's all about um, 
student retention in engineering university. So I started like approaching all the deans of the university uh, in the uni engineering university and even my own university in Michigan. And I started with the SaaS product and I was doing this with my husband. So I was, as I was doing that, that led me to Amazon. So for five years, I had um, two different physical product business. One was all furniture, like rustic furniture. And one was all... <laughs> physical products. And I come from manufacturing, like I was in automotive. Uh, so I have a really strong quality engineering supply chain and manufacturing background. So I think the whole product business sounded very good. And this was all side hustle. Um, so after doing that, I was like, okay, what is next for me? And I'm talking about since 2013 to 2021 and 2020, sorry. And that led me to my UPW. Uh, which is the Unleash the Power Within with Tony Robbins. And during that time, I had my whole uh, emotional, what do you call, awakening <laughs> or aha moment. Like, okay, like there's this meditation which Tony goes through where he asks you, okay, what is, if you don't take action now, what happens in next 10 years? And I was like, okay, I need to find my voice because I do come from this Asian background of people pleasing and not like keeping my voice down and all the businesses I did or like even working in corporate, it's just like, you are not like, you're not pu putting out your voice there. You're just doing all the analytical work and like putting your brains in. And so I started with my podcast in 2020 and it has been two years running it. And actually podcast was the way for me to find my voice. and. Mm. That led me to like talking to amazing guests on my podcast. And that led me to seeing my own gifts of operation excellence from working in like my own uh, corporate job to like my own physical product business to SaaS, like how I brought operations into everything. And looking at my own unique experience, I started with my um, being that like I left my corporate job and I started being a fractional chief operating officer director of operations for small businesses and i helped them to go from multiple six figure to seven figure and uh, had some couple of successful stories and i was like okay this works so yeah it took me five years to leave my corporate job and uh, but the decision of leaving was the most like what was the hardest but i think it has been the best journey i ever since had wow <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. So tell me, what would you say is the most important work that you do with your clients now? It's interesting, like, um, but most importantly, I help them to get unstuck mm. and to help them to see, be aware of what they are not seeing, because sometimes we can get inside the business and we don't have that opinion or perspective. And normally I go in as their right hand to the CEOs. So I normally see what they don't see. I see uh, that they are the bottleneck in some pieces of their own business. So I figure that out. I audit them in different places in the business. So, uh, and then I have to also do mindset coaching sometimes around sales, marketing, scaling, team hiring, um, but I would say I get my CEOs unstuck and help them to scale their business and get that uh, time back for them. Yeah. What would you say is the reason that most of them get stuck before you've had an opportunity to work with them? So I would say it comes back from like when we start our business card, like coming back from my own experience of starting multiple businesses, uh, we start wearing all the hats. <laughs> 
we are doing shipping we are doing product designing we are doing packaging designing we are doing like um, inventory management we are sometimes also going out and like shipping doing all the admin work all the sales work all the marketing work uh setting up the website so we do all these different pieces and then and we sometimes stay in that day to day right and what happens, then you go out there to market your product, to go to that speaking opportunity or networking opportunity. And when you're out there and you are not focusing on day-to-day because you are not there now, like you're, because your business is dependent on day-to-day on your decision, even if you have a team, if your system is, if your business is dependent on you, what happens is you go out there to do marketing, you get more clients, and then your team is like, hey, come in and help me with this, this, this. Then you get into day-to-day, and then your marketing suffer, then you have a dip in the leads coming in or customer coming in. So it becomes like a cycle. And uh, that cycle makes the CEOs get stuck and not scale or have the business growth. And sometimes businesses fail because you need to have everything in balance. Um, so I would say that's the reason they get stuck in this cycle of like being in day-to-day operations and then going out and doing like their zone of genius, like marketing and speaking. And uh, and then it's just become a spiral and they just get stuck. They're like, I can't come out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's fascinating that you bring that up because, yeah, we, I mean, I've seen the same thing so many times. We actually call it the artisan trap, right? It's, yes. it's this idea of like you have this this wonderful artisan who makes beautiful guitars or something like that. And they're either selling guitars or making guitars, right? You, you can't right. do both at the same time. And so what so many, especially solopreneurs or you know, folks that have, you know, a couple of virtual assistants or a couple of helpers or part-time or whatever they do, they fall into this trap of, you know, are you out there growing your business or are you down inside of it, just trying to keep it floating? And, and it's like, well, yes, you you know, like how, how do you get out of it? So, uh, and I know for a lot of folks who are there, they're they're sitting there and saying like, Hey, I can barely make this thing float as it is. How am I going to have resources to bring somebody else into the equation. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how you tackle that, because I know that's a big part of what you do and, and how you help. Yeah. And, uh, sometimes when I go in, I'm always f- like pulling the smallest lever. Uh, what are the things we can like, uh, in terms of like, let's say your profitability of your business is dependent on three different things. One is your cost expense. Uh, then is your sales volume. And the third one is your price, right? So can we increase the price by 1%? Because that can increase your profitability by 11.3%. Uh, can we decrease the cost or the expense? Um, if we can decrease it by 1%, they say it's normally a 5.7 profitability increase. Um, can you increase the sales volume by 1%? And that might be using some different marketing strategies. Like if you are just doing uh, email marketing, maybe start doing organic social media posts on LinkedIn and just repurposing those emails to do that uh, or like start doing ads to multiply Um but of course, like we are looking into all these three different things and pulling the smallest lever that can actually impact the profitability. And once you have that increase in profitability, then you can think about, okay, I can hire this next person. Mm. But mostly I'm looking at the smallest lever we can pull. 
like giving an example of my client, I went into their business and uh, it was, I think, in October and November, they were going to do the Black Friday sale. And she was moving with three kids cross country during that time. And she's like, I really want to do it but I'm not sure I can do it. And she was communicating with her team in a Facebook messenger. Like that was her communication tool. I'm like, really? Okay. So I had to do a lot of different things, uh, but it was all operation things I had to do. I had to get everyone team aligned, do some strategic planning with the uh, business owner and then coming up with the pricing that makes sense. And then within like two weeks, we got the Black Friday sale up and we made around, I think, 290K in four days, wow. Wow. which was wow. crazy. And so it was amazing. Like what you can do when you f- just pull smallest lever. I think yeah. the only yeah. smallest lever I put in was like have a project management tool, has a have a communication channel, um, have some pricing strategy and the coupon and discount strategy. Uh, and also get the whole team aligned on the goals mm. and getting them to work and doing the follow-up. So um, it's always the smallest lever. And, um, but that capital helped us to hire our next few people for the yeah. next goals. So Fantastic. I think, uh, yeah. So I would say like, that would be the best way I would explain. Like when they don't have the resources at, or they don't have the money to hire, like what are the smallest lever you can pull to increase that profitability and whatever comes in, how can you hire the next hire? Yeah. What would you say in terms of timing? Like when does this come into play? You talked about helping folks go from six to seven figures. Is is it something that like you have to wait until you're six figures? Is it something that like you should start before you even start? Where do you kind of find that? that that's that magic spot to bring in that next person to help out? Yeah, I feel like... Um... Just with one or two people, like just an executive assistant and maybe like a tech specialist, you can get to multiple six figure. Like it's easy. Like you can hustle and grind and get to that six figure. But then what happens when you have this capacity issue, like we call it as um, like the definition of business growth is increase in leads, increase in um, like more leads coming in. So all this increase in business is like business growth, right? But there comes a point where you can't handle that capacity. Like maybe you don't even have a client success manager who can give that, deliver that product and give that white glove service. And you're losing the clients because they don't trust you anymore. Uh, whatever promise of transformation you promised when they bought your product, if you can't really deliver that and you're feeling that delivery, that is a point you're looking into scaling your business and scaling your business doesn't mean like you're adding cost or expense. It's, it means like with what you already have, the resources, you're able to increase your income. Hmm. So putting together resources, looking at your team, like do I have to hire a few new people or looking at your software stack? Can I use some... Um, let's say a project managed tool, management tool like a ClickUp, which will help me to see where each of my clients are, what is needed next for them to get the transformation. Like all these different, different things actually adds up. But that's when you start looking into scaling your business. Like yeah. looking, and it normally happens when you have a difficulty to deliver your product, like mm. capacity issue. Mm. 
That's very good. Uh, all right. So here's the, the question that I've been I've been like just trying to hold off as long as I can, but I've got to ask it because it's it's uh, my favorite part of the show. And that is, mm-hmm. uh, is this question. What is the biggest secret that you wish wasn't a secret at all? What's that one thing that you wish everyone listening, you know, they're, they're there, they've got the six figures, they want seven figures, they feel like, I don't even know if this is something I can do. What would you want that person to hear uh, today? I would say, um, so I'm also an intentional energetic presence leadership coach, Scott. And I feel like as we are going to like starting up our business or going to that first milestone of five figure, six figure, seven figure, we all have to go through a transition of our mindset. Uh, First, we have to always believe that it's possible. And to believe that it's possible, we have to have in front of us some examples that have already done that. But knowing your journey doesn't have to be a copy of them. Mm. Your journey is very unique to you. It's it's combination of all your different experiences. And but knowing that your unique journey also has a path and also 100% believing in yourself and what you can deliver and having that confidence. And when you are in those darkest, darkest phase of your business, like those lower side of the entrepreneur roller coaster um be give yourself 100% permission to feel that because i think it's very important as an entrepreneur to be entrepreneur or a human to give yourself permission and i talk about leadership responsibility even responsibility if you break it down it's being able to respond mm. so i feel like as a leader, we have a responsibility, but also like self-care is a leadership skill. As we are going through this path to really make sure you are taking care of yourself. Because what happens, like I know entrepreneurship is so exciting, but it's very hard too. It's not easy. And we are also linked to our families and our relationships. So I think we need to understand like, um, as you are going through this journey to pause, take that pause really understand what in this season of your life, what is your priority? And it's okay. Yes. So, so good because I think for so many people, one, we're so busy, right? We don't even give ourselves time to do it. Two, it's not very comfortable a lot of the time. When you're on the low part of the roller coaster, the last thing you want to do is stay there, you know, let alone sit back and kind of let the emotion have its course. But uh, if you don't, where is it going to go? You know, and and it was one of the best, best pieces of advice I I got before starting um, my third business was, um, you know, get support, go out and get as much support as you can, because it's not like, uh, it's not that you're going to fail to find the right strategy. You will find it eventually, right? It's just entrepreneurs. Like they're going to bang their head on that thing until they find it. It's not that you won't find it, mm-hmm. but it's just how you're going to take some hits along the way. And, and you have to be able to roll through those and you have to be able to develop that resilience so that when you come out on the other side, there's still some of you left, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think that is just tremendous advice. Uh, I love that you brought that up. And uh, and I think it's so important for folks listening uh, to to not only hear, but to give yourself permission to to just to walk in it. Yeah. And also have those, like for me, books are my teachers. Of course, my tribe. I have my own entrepreneur tribe of my friends and colleagues. I'm like, I can lean on to them. Like they are like open communication. We like we share everything, what emotions we are feeling. And it's important to have that kind of a tribe for yourself. 
Uh, I know we are all virtual, but I have done trips with those. They have become a lifelong friends. We are just like, we are like getting, um, what do you call it? We get drunk and we do strategic planning <laughs> 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 and the best advice come out. <laughs> so I would say like, uh, find that tribe for yourself, right? I, I think everyone group. just got a new strategic planning process. Yes. <laughs> it, it just it instantly hit. Uh, yeah. And you mentioned this uh, just a little bit in passing, but I, I think it's really important. Your tribe is other entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And that, that's really important because that entrepreneurial journey, it is unique. Like, yes, there's a lot of it that's there's leadership in there and there's a lot of it that's just biz, good business practices. And, and yes, all of that. But the especially the emotional journey of an entrepreneur is very, very unique. And and a lot of folks just won't understand it. Right. Yeah. You know, they won't understand you're making six figures. You're making a, a killing. Why are you so disappointed? It, it's yes. like, well, you know. <laughs> look at the risk that I'm taking. And so family and friends are wonderful, uh, but they, they don't always, they don't always get it. Uh, yeah. And so, yes, the tribe of other entrepreneurs is this great, great wisdom in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So uh, another question here, and then I'd love to ha- hear how folks can connect with you and learn more. Cause I know those people are just, uh, they're listening, they're resonating. It's like, Oh, I've got to know more. So before we get there, uh, I'm going to have you take off your coach hat. I'm going to have you step into the ring with the rest of us, put on your CEO hat and talk to us a little bit about like, what's the next growth phase look like for you and your business. And what do you think are some of the biggest challenges you're going to have to overcome to get there? I would say the, because I always have, I'm also very much in strategic planning for myself, Scott. So I'm always looking into, okay, I have a podcast now. So I have been running it for two years. So of course, I'm looking for podcast monetization piece and uh, increasing the number of listeners, like looking into those stats and like uh, giving that goal for my team that we have to start uh, looking at the stats every 90 days and get improve on that. And um, so that is for podcast. For me, it is more of like, I have helped clients to go from multiple six figures to seven. I'm now focusing on getting them from seven figure to eight figure. Hmm. So but those are different strategies. So, yeah. uh, so my focus is to like this coming year, it will be more focused on like learning all those new skills because I'm a lifetime learner <laughs> and, um, also getting the current clients who are already at seven to get them to eight figure, but also mm-hmm. learning those skills too, like higher learning skills of um, ads tracking, like using Plecto and like all this amazing sales CRM, which is close IO, like how to leverage those more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that is my next phase. And um, of course my ultimate phase is to create um, entrepreneur school all around the world. And uh, I have written one book. I'm planning to also write another book, but more focused on business. My first book was more focused on the leadership principle I embody and how I use it to heal some of the critical relationship in my family. Mm. So, yeah, but now the next book I'm thinking of business. So those are coming up. Uh, Of course, I have some revenue goals. Um, Always we have to have, we have to be, we have to go to that next level because there's always one person who's watching you and yeah. you're inspiring them. So I think it's for that one person who is watching me and getting inspired. And yesterday I got a surprise. I was just named top 15 coaches in Portland. That came wow. as a, that came as a surprise, but also that gave me um, like that shows me that I have a bigger responsibility too. 
Fantastic. Congratulations. I love that. I mean, it's clear that uh, that it's coming. Uh, you can just tell like you've got it. Uh, and I've just so enjoyed this conversation. I know others have as well. How can folks find out more about you and the work that you do? Yeah, so you can find my podcast, Show Up with Priyanka, and it's all around leadership systems and uh, like all the questions Scott asked, similar kind of questions, but I do go more into the leaderships and their operations, their steams, and how is their system set up. Um, other places you can find me is on my website, Scale Up with Priyanka. I do have a book called Wings of a Woman. If you want to get some gift for your spouse, your daughter on Black Friday or Christmas, um, other places would be to find me on Facebook, LinkedIn. I think I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. I'm on all the social media. (laughs) I'm trying to be omnipresent. I think that is also one of my goals this year. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I love that. Uh, So basically you can find her anywhere. Uh, Give us your website address one more time. It's scale up, scale up with Priyanka. Got it. Awesome. And we'll put that in the show notes for everybody. Uh, Check it out. There's just a a ton of resource and uh, an inspiration there just waiting for you. So Priyanka, thank you so much for being here. It was an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And for everyone who's listening uh, or watching with us, we're so appreciative of your time. Your time and attention mean the world to us. I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I did. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes. Go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.